What's up, everyone? Dustin Bass here with just a quick little request. If you enjoy our podcast, could you do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and a review? The reason we ask you to do that is because when we get more ratings and reviews, more people are able to find the show. So if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out, we would greatly appreciate if you helped spread the word. So leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Thanks so much. And let's get on with the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's another episode of your favorite podcast, The Sons of History. I'm Dustin Bass. And I'm Alan Joaquin. That's right. And he's handsome and he's smart. He's like the and gosh, And gosh darn it, people really like me. Yeah, they do. Why would you reference that guy? <laughs> Unbelievable. I was going to say he's like the Texas hammer, but (laughs) I'm tough and I'm smart. That guy, brilliant, brilliant lawyer. And speaking of law, that's what we're going to be talking about today with the recent nomination of Amy Coney Barrett by President Trump. But before we get to that historical moment in time, book and movie recommendation, you ready for that? I'm ready to go. Well, I'll go ahead and start off. Since uh, it is a historic moment in American history, I think uh, everyone listening, if they haven't ever, or at least recently, maybe uh, run over the United States Constitution. Uh, Check that out. Um, Read over some of the processes. uh, So you'll have a better understanding whenever somebody has an argument and say, hey, president can't do that or the senate can't do that or the representatives can't do that and you'll be able to figure out hey yeah actually they can uh you're wrong you're dead wrong or that they're right and you're wrong so check it out uh you can check that out online obviously it's very easy um my movie recommendation is not a movie it's actually a old tv series so I think I mentioned Sherlock Holmes, like the Basil Rathbone version, not too long ago. It's the black and white version. I ran across that uh, on YouTube not too long ago, went through those pretty quickly. I actually watched uh, a few of them twice because they're very enjoyable, uh, very relaxing to watch. Well... I guess somehow I also, with all the Sherlock Holmes stuff, ran across the version, um, the British version, that was done, I guess, in the 80s and 90s with Jeremy Brett. And so whenever I'm watching Sherlock Holmes movies and TV shows, I am always trying to make comparisons. Like, who's the better Sherlock Holmes? And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know... I am a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, all right? So that needs to be stated. I think I've read, well, I've almost read everything that um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has written on Sherlock Holmes. I've actually written a Sherlock Holmes mystery myself that got published, uh, I want to say about two years ago. So I am invested in Sherlock Holmes. Jeremy Brett is absolutely brilliant as Sherlock Holmes. So... If you haven't ever watched any of that, you can go um, on YouTube and this guy, I can't remember his name, but he has his own channel. He's got like Miss Marple. He's got Sherlock Holmes, got Poirot, um, Agatha Christie people. It's really good stuff. So 
all those episodes are up. You can check them out, and they're very enjoyable to watch. And like I said, Jeremy Brett, really brilliant. So that is my uh, book and movie recommendation. All right. Well, my book and movie recommendation are related to my most recent trip. Uh, when I visited the uh, Southern Colonies. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, the book is called The American Revolution in the Southern Colonies by David Lee Russell. Um, it's a pretty comprehensive book that uh, that covers even uh, before the Battle of Sullivan's Island and then continues on into Yorktown, as well as the Civil War that takes place even beyond Yorktown. Hmm. You said so, David Lee Russell? David Lee Russell, that is okay. correct. Just making sure it wasn't David Lee Roth. <laughs> Brilliant yeah. performer. Saw him uh, in the in the uh, 1984 concert in 1984. <laughs> it is so good. So uh, now the movie. Okay, let's move on. Now, yeah, the movie uh, is The Patriot by with Mel Gibson. By uh, with one, Mel Gibson. Well, with Mel Gibson. Yeah, not by Mel Gibson. With Mel Gibson. Uh, I'm actually watching the extended edition, which has a little bit more. Um, you know, like not so much gore, but has just a little bit extra that they threw into the movie, which I find appealing enough to have purchased and watched, even though I I had the original Patriot, but it's also a pretty good movie that uh, shows the, uh, the Southern campaign. Uh, I did notice a few things that I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. You know, like Mel Gibson wasn't alive. Well, you know, no, more of like the Horatio, they mentioned Horatio Gates, that he went into battle, but then they show the Battle of Camden later on, which was the battle that he fought in and, and got his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there was a part where they were talking about uh, they're expecting independence in July. This is, of course, in 1776. And I, I'm of the belief that that's not really how it went, that there was a discussion, but... Uh, but it was still already, I think, what nine to four, even though it had to be unanimous. So I don't know how in how in the world they could have guessed that there was going to be independence in July. Hmm. Plus, they completely left out the Battle of Sullivan's Island, which would have kind of foreshadowed or or overplayed what was going on in Charlestown. It was called Charlestown at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it became Charleston later on, but uh, but the people in Charlestown would have been observing. The uh, the Battle of Sullivan's Island, which took place on June 28, mm-hmm. 1776, the very day that Thomas Jefferson submitted his uh, first draft of the Declaration of Independence. Well, there you have it. Yep. But no mention of the Battle of Sullivan's Island, which I just found kind of intriguing. Yeah. So, But it's still a good movie nonetheless. Yeah, the hatchet scene's really cool. <laughs> yes, I, I did like that. I, I did like that scene. <laughs> Hey, you know, you, you you kill my son, you know, I'm going to take it out on uh, every uh, red coat that comes my way. Yeah, exactly. Not without my son. Yep. That's Wait right. a minute. No, that would be, give me back my son. Do you remember that? No. Ransom? Did you not ever see Ransom? With oh, Mel yeah, Gibson? I did see that. Yep. That yep, was a I famous line. I don't yeah. remember that part. Jim Rome used to play that all the freaking time. Give me back my son. He would just like put it, <laughs> put it in there. He would just push the button in, in a random well, moment. Oh, it was weird seeing Lieutenant Dan as being the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bad guy in a number of movies. Snake Eyes. Remember that? 
I, I didn't see Snake Eyes. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyways, all right. What's your book? Wait a minute. You already said your book. I already nice, said my book. Nice, right. David Lee the, Roth. The, the, the David Lee Roth. Okay. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into the episode, Alan, do you remember what we discussed in our very first episode of the podcast? The topic. No. Brett Kavanaugh. That was our very first topic? That was our very first topic. Supreme Court Brett Kavanaugh um, appointment. So that was October of 2018. So we've been doing mm-hmm. this about two years. Uh, and interesting. it's interesting that now, two years later, we pretty much come full circle again with another Supreme Court nomination. So, yep. Well, you know, the, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings has not been forgotten by a lot of people. Exactly. Uh, especially with what Dianne Feinstein did. Mm-hmm. Holding, holding evidence until... Wanting to release it the weekend before the vote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, an absolute trash move. She had it yeah. for 20 days, I believe, about three weeks. Something like that, yeah. It's just it's sickening. I mean, yeah. that was a sick move, and I don't care how long you've been in office. That was a sick move. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, Lindsey Graham, I had never, I never liked Lindsey Graham prior to the way he just yeah. gave it to the... Uh, uh, to Feinstein and the others in that room. Yeah, I, I that I saw a totally different uh, uh, Lindsey Graham that day, mm-hmm. and I be, I became a fan of his. Yeah, I think it got him off of his butt, off of his seat, you know. Yeah, and really just said, you know what, things are not going. Something's wrong. Something well, is very was, wrong. He was with the John McCain wing of the Correct. Republican Party yeah. where, you know, look, let's get along. We, we we should all be, you know, but that that moment opened his eyes. Right. Yeah. So. So speaking of Lindsey Graham, I did do a video. I posted on our on our Facebook and our Instagram page about just a quick run through of the whole uh, Ginsburg replacement. And that clip does get in there at the very end. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that. Yeah, it was our first episode. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. So ladies and gentlemen, you can go back all the way to October of 2018 and check out our very first episode. And I guarantee you, you will uh, notice a difference. So uh, we are so much more professional now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. You okay. Like that? You like that? <laughs> I, I did. I did. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had served 27 years on the Supreme Court. She passed away September 18th. Um, and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, who was before the Senate um, judiciary, uh, this was, I want to say, two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And so people may remember the famous line by aforementioned Diane Feinstein, uh, who said, the dogma lives loudly in you, referencing her Catholicism, uh, her mm-hmm. Catholic faith, um, which goes against the whole idea um, in the or the whole mandate in the Constitution that a religious test cannot be um, exerted. So exactly. that was very, exactly. very odd that that was mentioned. But so RG, RBG paths away on September 18th. 
uh, Barrett is nominated on the 26th, so technically eight days later. Um, so from the moment of her nomination, which was this past Saturday, to November 3rd is 39 days, right? So now I want to read real quick Article 2, Section 2, Article 2 referencing in the, in the Constitution which discusses the president or the executive branch. Uh, It says, and I'm going to skip a little bit, but it says he shall have power um, to appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and consuls, judges of the Supreme Court and all other officers of the United States. It says he shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate. So that, that is pretty much it. The president has the power to nominate and with the advice of the and consent of the Senate, he's able to appoint these ambassadors and uh, judges of the Supreme Court. So pretty plain and simple, right? Correct. So now, what? I don't think there's anything in there about respecting, oh, you know, uh, the wishes of a dying woman or a dying man. Well, no, actually, you would be incorrect. Uh, would I? Article 2, that? Section 4 says the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for... Oh, never mind. No, there is actually nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I stand corrected. Say, that is I, so I, weird. I always I thought recall. that a last dying wish uh, usurped the Constitution. I did, too. At least that's what I... I, I was witnessing something and I'm like going, wow, you know, I, I didn't realize that that was, you know, part of the discussion uh, between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists in Philadelphia. But, hey, you <laughs> <Sorry>. know. <laughs> yeah, but what about dying wishes? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, um, yeah, there's a there's a wing in the Democrat Party that uh, is advocating for dying wishes to usurp the Constitution for some reason. Well, um, you know, she she held on to that seat um, as long as she could, mm-hmm. and you know, she knew she was dying. She even, I think, uh, worked from the hospital room, like from her bed. Yeah, in an obvious display of trying to hold on to the seat as long as possible until the next election. Exactly. So for me, I can't sympathize with someone who says, "But it was her last dying wish." Yeah. I'm like. No, because she could have retired. Right. When w- she thought Hillary was going to win, she mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait till Hillary takes over and then I'll retire. Right. Well, Hillary did not win. And then she just, you know, like um, Weekend at Bernie's, she just kind of stuck around and. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm another, not very sympathetic. Another classic movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what we should have had as our exactly. Uh, movie. Yeah, I, I, so, they need to make a uh, documentary about Bernie Sanders and call it that. Yeah. Now I can I I can understand I I can understand the anger because of what happened when Ob- when Scalia died, right? And Obama nominated uh, that uh, Mer- that Garland. Garland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There, there is legitimacy in their complaint that, Correct. hey, you know, this, this is not cool. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if, if I was a Democrat, I, I would be I would be a little upset about that, about that whole the, the way the whole thing was handled. Yeah. 
Um, no, but, I, I would be very upset too because yeah. that is the one thing that they are saying correct from the Democrats. Uh-huh. It is hypocrisy. Correct. But it's but it's it's political, you know, it's political hypocrisy. It's um it's gamesmanship, really. Uh-huh. It's just saying, look, when Obama was in office, we had the power to say, uh, we're not gonna advise we're not gonna advise or consent to this, so we're not even gonna hold a vote. I always thought that he sh- you know, they should have at least brought the guy in and then just said, No, nah, you're not you're not the guy. Um right. at least give, you know, the courtesy to to the president and to the person nominated. Um, so I think, I think the, the argument that the, 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 that they had was that there, there just weren't going to be enough votes. So why bother? No, that was the argument. And that made, yeah. that made sense. It would have been a quote unquote waste of time, a waste of the Senate's time. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. I mean, at the same time, it's like, well, then just, Take the vote, um, and don't don't confirm. Mm-hmm. I just I I think that that probably uh, should have should have taken place uh, just out of courtesy, right? You know, and and that's that's pretty much it. Um, the the complaint that Republicans should reciprocate with this moment doesn't really hold water because in both instances, the Republicans had majority rule in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And that was the only reason that they did it, you know? So um, when people were saying, you know, was it right for Trump to nominate? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It is. He did nothing wrong. No, he did absolutely nothing wrong. He stuck with what the Constitution says. So I I just read it. Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution. It's his, it's his right, much like Obama, it was, it was his right. You know, there was an open seat, and Obama could have um, put someone in that seat for that nine-month period, or however long that, that session would have, would have lasted. And then uh, when the new president came in, they could have confirmed that or not confirmed it. But in that open vacancy, he could have, he could have put someone in there. But he didn't. He decided not to. So, um, do you think it was, you, you agree with, uh, it was right for Trump to nominate and just, and just move forward? Yeah. I, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do and, you know, I, I don't see him wanting to do any favors for, um, both houses of the, of Congress where the Democrats, where you have Pelosi and you have Schumer who are just, you know, lambasting his character, lambasting everything about him. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to get him. Well, they got him impeached. Yeah, he, he, you know, it, and they got they impeached him over something that Biden's family was doing, which was influ- getting influence with Ukraine, mm-hmm. while there was a pandemic first appearing on the horizon. So there's no reason in the world for Trump to even want to do any solids for the Democrats in the house or the Senate. No, no, look, look, there's just no reason for it. There is absolutely no reason because the Democrats have been absolutely horrendous with president Uh Trump. Well, remember state of the union. Yeah. State of the union. Pelosi rips up his speech as soon as, uh, as soon as he was done. So there there's, there's no respect. There's no love. There's, you know, 
there's there's nothing between any type of goodwill between uh, the Democrats and President Trump. So yeah, he's not he's not about to do any any favors for them. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his job. He's you know like I said, I do I understand the anger that Democrats have because of what happened with that uh, Merrick Garland guy. Yeah. But you know it's it's like what you're saying. It's it's part of politics. You know, um, the 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 Senate and the House and the Senate they do stuff like this all the time. They play these little these little political games. I remember when Arlen Specter created the veto-proof Senate, and the ACA was passed. Yeah, and then when they couldn't get their way, you had Harry Reid decide, you know what, we're going to change the rules mm-hmm. and we're going to get rid of the filibuster. So right. now. You know, it's a majority, a majority passes and we can get uh, judges, we can get uh, bills passed. Um, And now now I'm hearing that uh, when the when the um, Supreme Court, if it's going to be end up becoming six, three conservative, they now want to pack the court, which was attempted by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And he was unsuccessful. So. Right there, they're trying to change the rules where they're, you know, okay, they can't get their way. All right, we're just going to add a bunch of new justices or we're going to pack the court. And it kind of reminds me of the um, of the vote. uh, What do you call it? The Electoral College. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can't get away with the Electoral College, so we're going to abolish the Electoral College. Right. It makes me sit there and think that they don't like the Constitution the way it is. Right. And they're going to they're going to do like what Mexico did when they abolished their Constitution, the 1824 Constitution, mm-hmm. and came up with their seven laws. Yeah. Which is what Santa Ana did. So, hey, you know what? If you can't if you can't do things the right way, let's just change the rules. Yeah. If you can't beat them, well, don't join them. Just change the yeah. rules. Change the rules. So, Yeah. Uh, very, very odd. And I uh, wanted to go back to, you know, where I was saying that Obama could have appointed someone in place of Antonin Scalia, because mm-hmm. Section 2, um, Article 2, Section 2 also says this, um, the president shall have power to fill up all vacancies that may have happened during the recess of the Senate by granting commissions which shall expire at the end of their next session. So, it uh, depends really on the schedule of uh, that 2018 uh, session or 2016 session. I can't. When did he pass away? Um, it was Scalia. Scalia. Wasn't he, it 2016? He in 2016, yeah. Yeah. So it depends on what the schedule was uh, for that, and he could have uh, put I someone think, in I place. Think, I think he passed early in the year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was February. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there just so people can have that as a, as a reference. Um, yeah. So there is, you know, Mitch McConnell, um, said during, uh, 2016, like, look, we're not, we're going to have the people vote, uh, because this is going to be part of one of the issues that they're going to be voting for is going to be this open seat. So we'll just have, uh, we'll wait to have the vote in the Senate and we'll see what what the American people say. And I think it was pretty obvious that was like BS. Just like, no, you're 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 waiting to see by the slimmest of margins to see if, you know, President or Donald Trump will win the presidency, which nobody um, 
Not nobody, but a lot of people thought, no, he's he's not going to win. It's not going to be close. The polls uh, had, you know, Hillary Clinton winning by a landslide. And she didn't, she didn't. <laughs> well, that know, one wasn't the, even really close no, from an electoral college perspective. Well, well, you know, even Trump, Trump was ahead even in the popular votes on uh, the, the day after the election. But over time, all these new ballots were found. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we found a whole bunch of new ballots. Yeah. And Does this change so, anything? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. No, yeah. It, yeah. Remember, it's not a popular vote. Uh, yeah. Because she said that the other day. She's like, you know, um, Joe Biden needs to keep in mind that he needs to win by a very large margin because you can win by three million and still. And I'm like, there's some there's there's a person who doesn't understand the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's. Yeah, she, and she's uh, she's suggesting that he not could see that, you know. Yeah. You do not concede. Do not concede. Get those lawyers in there. Get, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, okay. It's going to be just like uh, uh, the uh, Bush versus Gore 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I will just go ahead and predict this. It's going to be a train wreck. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's sort of preparing for that. Um, so McConnell said, well, it's an election year, lame duck. Uh, we'll just wait for the election, right? As if that was some normative that, America had always done out and that wasn't the case. I want to point out in in the post Civil War era. So since 1864, uh, there have been nine election year vacancies and all were filled in the election year. So. That's something to keep in mind. So this is not an abnormal thing. What McConnell said to Obama that was just, it wasn't true. Just plain and simple. It just wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't want to say, no, we don't, we're not even going to hold your vote. He didn't want to say that. So now here's the thing. We have Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, she has been nominated. She will go before um, the Senate here very soon. Mm-hmm. Um now she's when the uh, the seventh uh, court of appeals, isn't she? I believe that is correct. Yeah, seventh court of appeals, um, Notre Dame grad, um, and very conservative. Um, yeah, so very strict constitutionalist. A very strict constitutionalist. Yeah, that was uh, even shown when uh, there was like a Second Amendment case that was brought up. And she used, she literally used, well, this is what the Constitution says. Mm -hmm. And she went by that. Wow. And she got, um, you know, whatever the word is, not yelled at, but, uh, but uh, a lot, a lot of the, uh, the anti-gun people kind of took notice on that. Uh And and the Second Amendment people took notice of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, she made uh, friends with the Second Amendment crowd and she made enemies with the anti-Second. Yeah. So just, I know from your perspective and my perspective, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. And Antonin Scalia, him, him dying out of nowhere was just like, oh crap, you know, cause he was such a staunch constitutionalist. Um, and I want to say that 
originalist yeah. sort of stemmed from his practice in constitutional law. Mm-hmm. I think he more well, or yeah. less brought that to the forefront. He argued, uh, he, he, he dissented on many cases that he was sitting there saying that the federal government or the Constitution does not allow some of these uh, rules, that these need to be done by the states. He yeah. made it very, he made it very clear and he was hated for it. I mm-hmm. remember, I remember when Gore uh, was running against Bush and he was saying, we don't want any more Scalia's or Thomas's on the court. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just sitting thinking, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Right. They're interpreting the law based on the constitution. Yeah. Not based on their feeling, right. not based on what they think should take place to better the society. No, it's based on the constitution, based on what is written. And th- that's, that's the big difference is their job is to interpret based on what the Constitution says, not based Correct. on what they think should be done. Correct. Because the very the very reason that the Anti-Federalists went along with the Constitution mm-hmm. were all these guarantees, such as the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. that the federal government wouldn't overstep you know, their boundaries and start enacting laws that they have absolutely no authority to do, right. which is what they're doing now. Yeah, they want to wipe out sovereignty of states. Correct. Just all, all across the board. They want it to be like a, a European country. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, it, the centralization of power in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. which is ex- which is what Jefferson and, um, oh, God, what's that? Um, uh, Madison. Mm-hmm. Madison and Jefferson were completely against the strong centralization of power. Yeah. And they warned, they warned us about that happening, that, that, the, you know, okay, granted, yes, we have the separation of powers within the federal government, mm-hmm. but if the three of them work together yeah. to assert power from the states, who's going to stop them? You know, just because we have a separation of powers in the federal government doesn't mean, doesn't guarantee that they're not going to overstep their boundaries. Yeah. And especially if you have a Supreme Court that purposely misconstrues or sort of rewrites without officially rewriting the Constitution and makes up laws um, that affects federally all states. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, all right. So the Senate... Do you think that Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed before Election Day? Well, uh, I I think that that is a possibility. I, I don't know. I I'm pretty sure that Democrats are going to delay and delay and delay. And they're going to they're going to dig as deep as they can to find anything they can. They're going to use the, the Catholicism part mm-hmm. uh, against her, which again, is a violation of the Constitution. Yeah. So I, I don't know. After what I saw with Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, yeah. anything can happen. And anything let, let's, can happen. let's talk Especially, about that for a second. Because yeah. we were talking about that before we started recording. Robert Bork set us on a course, or should we say Ted Kennedy and Joe Biden set us on a course uh, in reference to Robert Bork, a Reagan nominee. Right. What? Tell, tell us, like... Let's talk about what well, that well, was. Well, I, re- I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Bork was was a very qualified uh, nominee. He was a very strict uh, constitutionalist. Um, but 
he was what that the, it's a new term called borked. He was borked, mm-hmm. and they they just uh, it was very much like a character assassination. Yeah, and uh, he did he did not get nominated. So then there was a oh he he wasn't confirmed. Right. So then there was a second guy that Reagan replaced him with. I don't remember his name, but there was some sort of a controversy that popped up during the nomination process, and he withdrew his name. And then Anthony Kennedy came along as the third nominee, and then yeah. he was confirmed. But but it start. I remember it starting with Robert Bork, and then I remember it with Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, recall uh, what's that chief justice's name, the um, Roberts. John Roberts. I don't remember John Roberts having much controversy. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Wait, 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 wait. I think he did with his kids. I think he did with his kids. There was a controversy that came about because of his kids, hmm. but he was able to get past it. And then there was Alito, and I remember Ted Kennedy just went after Alito. Yeah. Yeah, Ted Kennedy and, led the charge against Bork, led the charge against Alito. Uh-huh. Um, I remember, um, yeah, and, and they just raked uh, t- Clarence Thomas across the coals. Yeah. And, and uh, ter- if you've never listened to Clarence Thomas's final words before that, um, you need to. He just, he really just very adamantly, but very to the point, uh, let's loose on, on the Senate. And he says, this is a high tech lynching. And man, it was, it's some really powerful statements that he makes and he, and he, you know, he got through, but barely. And with Brett Kavanaugh in 2018, it was an echo of Clarence Thomas, but worse. It it was far worse. And And just start. The charges, I, I still to this day, I still can't believe that that uh, uh, that a girl states that something happened in eighty two or eighty three. I mean, I was in high school in eighty two and eighty three. Yeah, and I, I mean, I did some stuff back in those days. Am I going to be judged by my actions from things that happened thirty seven, thirty eight years ago? Well. Depends on what those things were but, and if you right. actually did them. Like, right, look, but, if, if Brett Kavanaugh had actually conducted the uh, things that he was accused of, then it's like, I, okay, I, we need to rethink this. And, and yeah, no, this guy doesn't need no, to be no, in No, there. I understand that. I yeah. understand that. Okay, but but she couldn't remember anything. She couldn't no, she remember couldn't remember day. anything. And, 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 and her then, primary but, um, eyewitness or the witness uh, that she had, she's like, no, it didn't happen. I was there at the party. Nothing like right, that happened. But, but but then what hap- but then what ha- what happens after that then all of a sudden these women come out of the woodwork yeah and they turn out to be lies mm-hmm. there was a lady in colorado she admitted that she'd made the whole story up right. and then there was that one lady that that uh, Avenaugh, that Avenetti. attorney yeah. Avenetti, mm-hmm. and you know who this woman at first said that she knows for a fact and she has proof that they spiked the punch but then as she's being interviewed, she's like, well, I saw them standing near the punch. OK, well, did you actually see them spike it? Well, no. OK, and you're in college and you went to a high school party. Yeah. And you went to several of these high school parties. Well, well, yeah. A- and you're saying that they were lining up and raping women, correct? Why would you even go to a party like that? And she couldn't really. It was such I a mean, farce. 
Right. And it's so, it's so sick. So, you know, this is where I'm like going, you know, if Kavanaugh, if Kavanaugh was a rapist mm-hmm. back in, back in high school, then very likely he would have been a rapist later on in life. Yeah. But, it, you know. And there was, there was so, this, there was this line that was going out, like that was saying, believe all women. Yeah. And I remember Bill Burr, the comedian, do you ever watch him? No, I was thinking. I was thinking of Atticus Finch defending. Uh, yeah, look, Tom look, Robin, don't Tom do that. Robinson. Don't do that. Don't ruin. <laughs> don't ruin this. Don't ruin this. You I, freaking clown. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm going to slap your saying. face so fast. <laughs> Bill Burr, comedian, he's so spot on about what's going on today. Um, but he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, there's this, there's this line uh, going on. Believe all women. All of them. Like, exactly. Like, well, who says that? Who says believe all women? Believe well, all I men? Mean, believe all people? The, like, give me a break. Well, who are those women that uh, accused... Few people uh, are even of, believable. Well, who, who are... Okay, those women who accused Bill Clinton of, of uh, rape and molestation, mm-hmm. um, harass, sexual harassment, um, that they're not believed. Uh, the, the woman that accused Biden, she's yeah, not believed. Not believed. So, no. I guess... A certain segment of women can, be, can be I, I just want, you know what, I want I want to hit on that and let's get right back on topic. Um, and people, yeah. if you want to, you can read the book by Molly Hemingway, Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino, Justice on Trials about the Kavanaugh confirmation. I just wanted to throw that in there. But I am so tired of people saying that, oh, it's, it's about uh, race. It's about, you know, gender. It's about, no, it's not. It's about politics. It's about ideology. Quit mm-hmm. lying. That's it. You want a certain ideology. Don't play the don't play the race card. Don't play the gender card. Don't play the LGBTQ plus card. Don't play the card. Be freaking honest. All right. So, uh, Senate. Even if they don't confirm her in uh, by the time the election November third takes place, uh, and God mm-hmm. only knows how long that's going to take um, for the election. This whole melon ballot thing. Maybe we can talk about that some other time, but they are going, the Senate's going to be in until the end of the year, December 31st. Uh, So there's plenty of time to put her into, into off into uh, the Supreme court. So that being said, um, there is one, (laughs) I saw uh, Joe Biden. He made a statement. He was uh, given a speech and he was saying that, this uh, Trump shouldn't be nominating anyone and the Senate shouldn't confirm because this is an election year and uh, people are already voting because the melon ballots have already gone out in some states. Um, thoughts? I don't know what melon ballots would have anything to do with it. <laughs> exactly. I just like the argument. And, 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 you know, and here's another thing, though. I'm, I'm just going to throw this in. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's going to do a mail-in ballot, something wrong with you? Because the post office yeah. has a tendency to lose stuff. Jeez, so much. So I'm, you know, anyone who's listening, go mail in person, okay? You, put on a mask. If you're so scared, put, put on, on a, a freaking mask. hazmat suit if you have to. But yeah. go personally and vote. This yes. whole melon ballot is fraught with potential fraud for so many countless reasons. And Alan, I think we should talk about melon ballots. 
Uh, maybe we can do that next week. But I think let's, that yeah, is something that, that we need to talk about. But yes, complete agreement. The the mm. USPS, God bless their hearts, they suck. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times I've had my my mailbox full of other people's mails oh, and then I've had joke. people yeah I've had people that come up to me and go hey you a package of yours was was put on MySpace I you know put it put in their driveway <laughs> MySpace. I even I even yeah I even got into a fight I got into a fight with a with a mailman one time because there was a book that I ordered that I know it was for me because um I think it was like eBay or Amazon said it was coming in today um, well, so it wouldn't have been Amazon cause they deliver differently, yeah. but it was like eBay and they said the, the postal guy goes, well, we don't have an address. We don't have the, we don't have the, uh, you know, the apartment number. And I, and I whipped out my ID. I said, here is my name. Do you see my name on that book? Do you see that? That's my name. And he goes, he's like, sir, it, we have to have the apartment number. And I, and I just, I mean, I was about to just grab the book and I was like, my apartment number is right there. And he looks at it. He goes, oh, you're right. Wow. And he hands me, he hands me, this there is a is. postal worker. There yeah, it is. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no common sense. Case no common point. sense. Case in point right yeah. there. I had a, we had a client send a check, uh, cause you know, uh, Bass Trap Media, my company had a client send a check. I was like, I haven't received anything. They're like, well, we sent it about a week ago. They're like, yeah, no, I haven't received anything. Had actually the state comptroller's office say, we're going to mail you something. Uh, uh-huh. Still haven't gotten that. That was about a month ago. So, yeah, uh, USPS, um, maybe they should just rename it USPOS. <laughs> oh, ding. All right, moving on. So, moving on. Uh, quick confirmation, uh, quick uh, appointment to confirmation process. I want to throw some some numbers out here. We did say from the day of uh, appointment to uh, let's see, election day would be thirty nine days. Well, I'm going to give you some some numbers on the the day of um, appointment to the day of confirmation. So some of these may you know you may look at them and be like, actually, I thought it was one day shorter. Um, but no, I'm, I'm adding the day of, of the nomination. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg was uh, 43 days, took her 43 days. All right. So that's a few days longer. But Sandra Day O'Connor, 33 days. Harry Blackman, 28 days. And this is all between uh, now and JFK. So this is modern era. Uh, Harry Blackman, 28 days. Arthur Goldberg, 26 days. John Paul Stevens, 20 days. Warren Burger, 17 days. Abe Fortas, 15 days and old Byron white nine days. So yeah, it can be done and it's not an anomaly. It's not a weird thing. If she gets confirmed within a month, mm-hmm. Abe Fortas, wasn't he the sausage King of Chicago? I think he was. No way. That was Abe Froman. Never mind. Oh, he's a good man. <laughs> he's a good man. So you ever, you ever, you ever no. saw Ferris, Ferris Bueller's day off? Yeah, I did, but I don't remember. I have, I only watched it once. So I know you, you probably have watched it God knows how many times, much like you were watching um, The Patriot for however many, uh, I don't know how many times you've watched it, but you were watching it before we got started on this conversation. Uh, How many times have you seen The Patriot? Numerous times. I saw it in the movie theater. I really liked it. Uh A little sappy in some areas, but uh, but I got the extended edition. I wanted to see it. So um, they put in a little extras here and there. 
They're good people. Yes, they're good they people. All right. So, but you know, there's there's not that many. I I don't know of any movies that that take place in the uh, in the Southern Campaign. Yeah. I may I may be wrong, but it's the only one that I know of. Okay. Yes. Well, unless you need, you, to watch, look, you need to look harder. Unless you watch my videos, then you there will see. There you go. Yes. That's as good as a movie, if not better. That's right. It's a blockbuster. 15, I, I did 15 videos. 15, Actually, 15 six, blockbusters. Yeah, 16 of them, but I put two of them in one. But yeah, yeah 15 videos. All right. Enough with your self-promotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. From your perspective, uh, you've got Trump has been able to appoint and have confirmed Gorsuch and Kavanaugh two mm-hmm. constitutionalists. Um, and now he has a third that is very well going to be confirmed. Um, what, and so you already have Alito and Thomas who are very strict constitutionalist. And then you have John Roberts, who is a semi constitutionalist, um, yeah, he's become quite a disappointment. Yeah, he's become Anthony Kennedy. Yes. He flip-flops. He's like, it depends on what side of the bed he wakes up on, I guess. Um, what do you think this nomination means for the future of the court and the future of the Constitution? Well, uh, you know, the the Democratic Party is is shifting ever more so to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to create a country that was never intended in my opinion. Yeah. So the only, what I will say is, is this, I am a constitutionalist. I believe that we really shouldn't have that strong of a federal government that we should have, have delegated more power to the States, which is how it was meant to be from the, from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks to the 14th amendment, but I, I do see uh, Barrett being in the court as really saving the federal republic that we have today. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe she's not going to go in there and and legislate from the bench. No. Now I have I have observed many of my liberal friends and my leftist friends on Facebook who are just lamenting RGB's death because now, you know, we lost they're they're, they're saying stuff like we lost uh, the right for this, we we lost the right for that. Yeah. And I'm going, you are putting all your eggs into the Supreme Court basket. Right. You're not sitting there saying, okay, if we lose the presidency, if we lose the House or Senate, you're looking at the Supreme Court as your way of getting what you want. Yeah. And that's very disturbing because what that tells me is, is that they don't give a rat's ass about elections. Mm-hmm. All they care about is having a federal judge legislate from the bench. Correct. And and it's not right. It goes against right. it goes against everything that this country's about. Right. And and another thing is is that I have to kind of laugh at them lamenting right now because I want to say to them, you know, if we had kept things where power was given to the states rather than to the nation, rather than to the federal government, you wouldn't be so scared about a Supreme Court passing laws yeah. or legislating from the bench. So the very reason why you want such a strong Supreme Court is now biting you in the butt yeah. when had you not pushed for the Supreme Court to r- rule the country. Right. 
you wouldn't be so concerned about it right mm-hmm. now. Exactly. So hmm. it, it's really, really, really hard for me to sit there and be all sympathetic. I, I, I no, just... I am. I am not sympathetic, be, and it's not because them. It's because I love the Constitution. So yeah, I, we have a good. We have a good system. Yes. And, and they want to go in the, and they want to change it. And they they want to change it because they want what they want right now. Correct. And that's it. It's it's all in the moment. There's no thinking ahead. There's no well, no, look, there is a reason why there should be there is there has to be states rights. If if for any reason, and I've mentioned this before, if for any other reason than to let the other states know how screwed up a decision that may be. Right. I mean, look at the people who are leaving California to come to Texas. Yeah. Because we have jobs and they don't. Right. Unfortunately, they're coming here and voting the same way they did when they were in the uh, in California. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can wisen up. Yeah. I mean, we we do tell people, hey, welcome to Texas. But don't vote the same way you did in your screwed up state that you yeah, just left. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Texas. Don't screw it up. Yeah. More or less. And we like Texas the way it is. We do. It's it's free. And now now speaking of liking the way Texas is, we I think you and I both are pretty pissed off at, at Governor Abbott. I know I mm-hmm. am. Um, I yeah. wrote an open letter um, to him in the Epic Times, and that's gotten some pretty big play. I was on the radio the other day. Uh, talking about it, we've got uh, a number of people reaching out uh, and emailing, just saying thank you. But uh, people are people are fed up um, with the tyranny because we can we can see ourselves inching towards the ways of New York and California. And yeah. now, when I say inching, they may be miles away, but we don't even want to go in that direction. So, yeah, that's the 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 the. The positive, the main positive thing that Amy Coney Barrett brings to the bench is constitutionalism. Yeah, it's knowing it, what the Constitution says and abiding by it. Not saying, right. "Well, I think uh, I know the Constitution says this," and it really doesn't matter what the founders really thought in regard to this. It's how has society changed, and how can we change? the constitution in order to make it fit how society is moving and trending. Well, it's just like, that's well, I so remember, dangerous. Yeah. I remember RGB stating that we need to look beyond the constitution, mm-hmm. uh, possibly for international laws. And Sotomayor is, is Elena Kagan doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. Sotomayor bothers me. I yeah. do not like Sotomayor because her attitude is, is just the same. Yeah. Yeah. If not worse, I think she's worse possibly than than rbg was when it comes to mm-hmm. um a really judicial activism um so yeah that uh, you you can't have it uh you can't have it um all right last question chances of her appointment being before the election um with enough votes will she get confirmed Again, it depends on what type of stalling tactics the Democrats throw. Yeah. No, I mean, I can I can see her saying I can see her sailing through now. 
obviously we're not going to have people you can't accuse her of racism she has two adopted black children mm-hmm. um you can't accuse you can't accuse her of sexism she's a woman right uh you can't ex- accuse her of anything that that supposedly Kavanaugh did because she's a woman right so I'm going to say that I I don't know there was one stalling tactic that I thought that the Democrats were going to play and that was not show up so that there wouldn't be a quorum but then I thought I read that uh, a quorum in the Senate just needs 51 people. Yeah, I need to I need to look at that because I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like I yeah. wonder if they could do a walkout. Yeah, but I think the quorum is 51. So um even if Okay, so you had uh, was Mitt Romney said that he will he will he will listen, yeah. and that Murkowski also said that that she will now listen. I think now she's been threatened by Sarah Palin. Yeah, because Sarah, yeah. Sarah Palin said, if you don't do your job, then I'm gonna I'm gonna run against you. Right, and and she has a good chance of beating Murkowski. Correct. Yeah, that little so, fire under her. So now there's no there's I don't I don't understand I don't understand her attitude. I don't either. Um, it's I, very odd. I, you know, I understand, you know, with the Kavanaugh thing, because she just felt that it was being pushed through. And I, I remember when Jeff Flake was cornered in the elevator. Yeah, that was and, weird. Um, yeah, that was weak. That was that weak was of weak. him, and that was weird of the entire situation. Right. Well, she, that, was a, that was a paid activist, from my understanding, from what I've read. Yeah. She was a paid activist. That was not just someone you know, voicing her opinion like an ordinary citizen. That yeah. was that was someone well, who makes a living doing that. It's it's gotten to the point where that's almost typically the case. It's shameful. Right. It really right. is. Because yeah, that's not so, the voice of the people. It's the voice of so, a paid actor and actress. Right. So, right. so um, I don't I don't what know. About Susan I, Collins? I really don't know what's uh Susan Collins I can see and I can see her voting against because she's in a a state that's kind of half and half. Yeah. Uh, she's very vulnerable in Maine. Um, I, I would not have a problem with her stating that she's going to vote against mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I don't blame her. I really don't. Yeah. Now, now there, what, there, wasn't the West Virginia Senator? I was going to say it? Joe Manchin has voted okay. yes for Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. And okay. he's a Democrat from West Virginia, West Virginia, obviously being pretty red state. Correct. So, He's two for two during the Trump administration. Do you think he goes three for three? I, I think he would. Yeah. I think he would. I mean, he, he's. Or do you think he's like, it, okay, it, it's just too much. It's too much. No, no, no. Here's, here's why. Uh, here's why the votes are there for her confirmation. Yeah. The Democrats know this. The Democrats also know that he is vulnerable if he doesn't vote the way a red state votes. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be like, well, we've already lost the vote. Let let him let him vote the way he wants. This yeah. way he can vote yay, Collins can vote nay. Yeah. And they both preserve their seats in the Senate. Yeah. Well, then it would be I guess 5446. Quite possibly. And we need to keep yeah. in mind, just in case Collins, Murkowski, Manchin go uh, the way of the dodo, and, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say somehow it winds up and Romney does his thing, and, you know, let's say it goes uh, 50-50, you've got Mike Pence to make uh, Mike Pence will, yeah. 
Mike yeah. Pence will make the call. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well. And, now, and there's one other vulnerable person, the senator in Colorado, whose name I don't remember. But he stated that he's willing to give uh, uh, the the person a listen. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado is doing only mail-in ballots, I believe. So it goes to show you where Colorado is. Well, right. Colorado's, Colorado's voting blue anyway, so. Right. All right, man. Uh, well, that brings our show to a close. And as always, we like to end on a scripture. This one regarding judges in Deuteronomy one sixteen, And it says, I charge. Okay, what are you doing? I'm getting up. Yeah. What are you? What are you, you taking pills? That? What are you taking pills? No, no, I'm getting off. The, I'm getting off of my bed. <laughs> getting off of my bed. You know how that sounds? That sounds so unprofessional. You remember what I said at the beginning of the show? That we're yeah, so we're much more, more professional. We're more professional, yes. Yeah, and, and you are over there laying on the bed as I'm reading a scripture. You reprobate. Hey, hey pal, stay home, stay alive, <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> yes, whatever it is. <laughs> Who cares? So I'm I'm having to work from home rather than our usual office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Deuteronomy one sixteen. And yes, Alan, I can hear everything you're doing. Just FYI. You don't know what I'm doing right now. I didn't say I know what you're doing. I can hear everything you're doing. There we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Deuteronomy one sixteen. you garbage pal kid. And I charged your ju- your judges at that time. Here are the cases between your brothers and judge righteously between a man and his brother or the alien who is with him. And that is exactly what we hope to have with Amy Coney Barrett, or if she doesn't get through, whoever replaces her is someone who will judge righteously. So there you have it. All right, Alan, uh, where can people find us? They can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and our very own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find... Oh, 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 oh. And speaking of the website, we now have a merch store merchandise. You can go and order coffee mugs, stickers, T-shirts, leggings, socks. Go check it out. Leggings? Wow. I told you, man. For your legs. For your legs. For your, no, gorgeous, no, for your gorgeous legs. My gorgeous legs. That's the only reason we got them. Okay, so where was I? Oh, yes, yes. Hey, you can find... Uh, I've got a few articles which I wrote a while ago on the Epic Times, but you can find more recent articles from Dustin on the Epic Times. Yeah, you can. Um, now, I haven't. I have not restarted, and I was going to this Tuesday, but I think because... The, we have uh, the debate coming up on Tuesday. Right. I'm going to I'm going to skip this Tuesday, but uh, on Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, on Facebook, yeah, at on our page, I have uh, Tuesday night history live, and on Thursday nights on Instagram. Take it away, Dustin. 
Thursday nights on Instagram at 9 p.m. Central Time. I will be on Instagram Live, and you can listen to me talk to a guest on the show this past week. I had Joshua Phillip of the Epic Times. We were talking about China and Chinese infiltration into the United States. Quite a wonderful conversation that you will want to relish. So I do that every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Check it out. Come hang out with me. Alan, what do you think about you and I doing a a live broadcast Tuesday night watching the debate and watching our reactions? Um, from whose uh, facility? It would probably be yours. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Ladies and gentlemen, that may happen. So. But we That would can't. be that, that would be interesting. That would be. Yes. Probably a lot of uh probably a lot of cussing going on from your end. No, I'll be uh I'll be quiet. Yeah. Remember, we are, we are, we are a family show. Yeah. So yeah, often have I had to so often have I had to bite my tongue. Uh-huh. Well, good for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that brings us to an end. We hope that you have a very good week and enjoy the debate this coming Tuesday night. And, yeah, we'd love for you to come and hang out with me on Thursday night as well. We will talk to you later. Have a good one.